I just shook my head and I said, no, all I wanted to do was run away. Laurie Coombs knew something bad had happened and that it involved her dad, but she never imagined just how terrible it was. You're just overcome with anger and grief to a degree that you never knew before. My dad had been murdered. After the loss of her father, Laurie was shattered. But the worst moment of her life eventually led her to find peace and forgiveness. She'll share more about it on this episode of GPS, God, People, Stories. It's a podcast production of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. I'm Phil Fleischman. And I'm Josh Batson, and for Jim Kirkland this week. Phil, as you just mentioned, forgiveness is a really big part of Laurie's testimony. And forgiveness is also what God gives to us through Jesus. Billy Graham has more to say about that later on. The thing that we need more than anything else is to know that we're forgiven. Forgiveness is a tremendous word. You can learn more about it right now at findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net. Or if you'd rather talk to someone, especially if you need someone to pray for you, please give our 24-hour prayer line a call. The number is 888 388 2683-888-388-2683. You can also send us an email to gps at billygram.org. And all those ways to connect with us are listed in the show notes too. GPS. God. People. Stories. We were very much an outdoorsy kind of family. We went camping, we went hiking, water skiing, snow skiing, you know, do you name it. If it's outside, we were always out doing it, you know? So it was just such an amazing childhood, to be honest. I felt like we were always having these adventures. It definitely gave me a love for life. Laurie grew up in a small town in Nevada near Reno and Lake Tahoe. She's the youngest of three kids, and she got her love of the great outdoors from her dad. My dad and I were actually really close. Um, I was definitely a daddy's girl, and um, he was really funny. He would just, he would always kind of kid around with me, and he was always there. When Laurie was in high school, though, things changed. Her parents got divorced after 23 years of being married, and Laurie's dad wasn't around as much anymore. And that's part of the reason Laurie went through a bit of a rebellious phase and pushed her dad away. But by the time she went off to college, Laurie and her dad had restored their relationship. I saw him, you know, every now and again, and I would call him up and I'd say, Dad, come up to Reno and come and take me out to dinner. And he would, and we would have such a great time. But um, but ultimately, you know, I, I was in college, and so I kind of had a life of my own at that time. And so I saw him probably about once a month. Laurie has fond memories of one visit in particular. It was a week-long vacation with her dad, her boyfriend Travis, and some other family members. They stayed on a houseboat in Utah before heading to California for a family wedding. We just had such an amazing time, and we just spent the entire week houseboating and water skiing and wakeboarding. After staying on the lake, she went to San Diego and enjoyed the wedding with her mom's family. Then Laurie, her boyfriend, and one of her cousins decided to drive back home to Reno overnight. We continued to drive throughout the night, and um, and we did have our cell phones with us, but 
for much of that drive, there's not very much service at all. So right about, I don't know, three, four o'clock in the morning, something along those lines, we received a phone call, um, actually a message on all of our phones. It was from my aunt. Her aunt didn't say much, just that they needed to come over to her house right away. Everyone in the car could tell that something was wrong. We get to my aunt's house and we get out of the car and I was actually kind of hoping that she wouldn't look at me because if she was looking at me, then that would mean that it was having to do with something with me. And I honestly didn't want that, of course. And so my my cousin got out of the car ahead of me. Um, these are his parents. I started walking to his mom and dad and um, and I was walking behind, but the entire time she didn't, my aunt didn't even look at her son at all, but instead she was looking at me. And um, just the the look in her eyes, and it was just such a deep sorrow. And, and I just shook my head and I said, no, <laughs> no, no. And all I wanted to do was run away. <laughs> I didn't want to be there at all because I wanted to avoid it. I didn't know exactly what had happened, but I knew that it was my dad because this was my dad's sister. And so she and my uncle asked me to come into the house, and I did. And they asked me to sit down, and I didn't want to, but I did. And they proceeded to tell me that my dad had been murdered. Laurie was shocked and devastated. It's like you don't even know what to do with yourself. You you are just like, every part of you wants to run away and pretend like it doesn't, that you didn't just hear what you just heard. But at the same time, you know that you can't because it's reality and it's smacking you straight in the face. And it is one of the most terrible feelings that you really can't ever have. And it's truly indescribable because there's so many emotions that basically go on where you're just overcome with anger and um, sadness and grief to a degree that you never knew before. The days following her dad's murder were kind of a blur for Laurie. She does remember the grief, of course, and also giving a eulogy at her dad's funeral service. So there we are up there in front of all of these people, and it's kind of like I was just doing my duty, you know? And I wanted to eulogize my dad, but to be honest, I didn't really want to be around all of these people. Um, And we're doing our duty and shaking everybody's hands, getting all the hugs, and everybody's telling us all the things that you tell people when— when they lose a loved one, such as, you know, they're in a better place and, um, you know, everything's going to work out, you know, and all things happen for a reason. You know, all of these things that that people like to say when someone dies. But it, all the while in my head, I just constantly question, well, is all of that even true? You know, is that even, is it even true? Where is my dad? Growing up, Laurie had been to church occasionally, but she didn't have any sort of relationship with the Lord. She wasn't sure she believed in heaven or even in God for that matter, and it left her very confused about her dad's ultimate destination. Laurie wanted to believe in God, but she just didn't see any evidence of his existence. How could a loving God let her dad die? So in the wake of this terrible tragedy, she just kind of did her best to move on and live her life. I graduated from college, and um, I became a teacher and I was teaching high school for a number of years. And um, I, Travis and I got married. We actually got married uh, a year after my dad had died. Four years later, we decided to start a family, and um, I got pregnant with our oldest daughter, Ella. About three months into the pregnancy, Laurie started having some health issues. 
She was put on bed rest for six weeks and told by her doctors there was a high chance her daughter either wouldn't survive or would be born with severe birth defects. Laurie was devastated again. I figured if, if there's a time to pray, it would be now. If there is a God, then now would be the time to pray and, and just hope that maybe, you know, if he's up there somewhere, he can hear and, and fix this problem that I'm having. So I did. That was the first time in my life that I really began praying. God answered Laurie's prayers with a yes, and Ella survived. She was born without any complications, and a few years later, Laurie and Travis had another daughter. Laurie was pretty convinced at this time that there, in fact, was a God. But she still didn't know his son, Jesus Christ. And Laurie was struggling with severe anxiety and depression because of her dad's death and the trauma of almost losing Ella. After trying everything she could think of to help, including therapy and medication, Laurie decided to visit her friend's church. The pastor started preaching on exactly what what I was dealing with in that moment. And I just was like, the sheer probability of of that alone is crazy. So I was um, I was dumbfounded to be honest. I didn't I didn't understand how that was even possible, and uh, so I left that day. And I was just intrigued enough to go back, and so I did. I went back, and uh, the same thing happened again. And it was a different subject matter, different thing that I was dealing with that week, and um, and it was. Once again, that's what happened. The, the pastor was preaching on exactly what was speaking to me in that moment. It was like I was the only one in the room. Sunday after Sunday, Laurie kept going back to church. She did question some of the basic tenets of Christianity, but she couldn't shake the feeling that she was hearing the truth. After getting involved with a Bible study and digging more into Scripture, the Holy Spirit got a hold of Laurie's heart. And I, I questioned myself, what do I know to be true deep down in my heart, and it was truly that Jesus is the Son of God. And um, that moment was the moment that, that I gave my life to Christ. As she continued to grow in her faith, Laurie experienced some healing from the depression and anxiety that had plagued her for so many years, but it didn't totally go away. Plus, she spent a lot of time feeling angry. Then the Lord revealed something that rocked Laurie's world. One day I was reading about Jesus dying on the cross and um, and how he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. He was asking for God to forgive the people who were in the process of murdering him. And I understood in that moment that, that it wasn't just that I need to be forgiven, but that I also need to then forgive. It was at that moment that Laurie knew she needed to forgive the man who'd murdered her father. The man's name was Anthony and he was in prison serving two life sentences. As difficult as it was, Laurie decided to write Anthony a letter. They ended up writing back and forth a lot for several months. Laurie eventually told Anthony that she forgave him for what he had done to her father. It was so hard and so difficult, but it was such um, a journey that that led me towards healing and wholeness. Um, and truly something that really can only be done through Jesus because I had tried to forgive, but I had never done it through Jesus. And true forgiveness can truly only be done through God. Laurie doesn't sugarcoat the fact that forgiving Anthony was a very hard thing to do, even with God's help. But she knew she had to because Jesus had forgiven her sins. 
It's like God is giving us grace. And so ultimately, we are dispensers of grace. We're not to contain that. It's something that we're given and we just allow it to flow through us. And when we do that, when we operate the way that God intends us to operate, we then come to live a life that is so full of joy and peace, truly the peace that passes understanding that Jesus speaks about. After forgiving Anthony, Laurie was finally free from her anger and anxiety. And get this, Anthony was so touched by Laurie's forgiveness that he surrendered his heart to God and became a follower of Jesus. That's awesome. And today, Laurie and Anthony still keep in touch occasionally. And Laurie wrote a book about getting to know him and forgiving him. Laurie and her husband, Travis, also founded a nonprofit that helps support orphans in Uganda. In spite of all the highs and lows she's experienced, Laurie's life is marked by a deep joy in Jesus Christ. I used to be afraid of death, and I no longer am. Jesus is truly my life. And um, when I was going through the difficult time with the anxiety and the depression, one of my greatest questions was, what is the point of it all? I, don't, I didn't understand why we're even here. And um, I've since come to understand that we are here to glorify God. We're here for His purposes. We are here as His representatives here on earth to ultimately bring forth the redemption that that He has planned for this entire world. And it's just such an amazing honor to be a part of God's plan here. I'm just so, so unbelievably thankful that, um, that Jesus came into my life and saved me and brought me to this place. Is Jesus in your life the way he's in Laurie Coombs' life? Maybe you need forgiveness for something you've done, or maybe you need to forgive someone else for what they've done to you. In either situation, Jesus is waiting for you to turn to him. Today can be the day you can begin a relationship with Christ. We'll tell you more about it at findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net. In just a minute, Laurie shares how she is carrying on her dad's memory with her own kids. You're listening to GPS, God, People, Stories, a podcast production of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. And I want to talk on the subject of forgiveness because that's why Jesus Christ came. Billy Graham. Now, the Bible teaches that we've all sinned. We've all broken God's laws. The thing that we need more than anything else is to know that we're forgiven. Forgiveness is a tremendous word. The Bible says that God is a God of love and mercy and that His mercy is from everlasting to everlasting. You can't do anything too wicked or too bad that goes beyond the grace of God. And He loves you tonight. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you've done. I don't care how much bitterness you have in your heart. He loves you. He's willing to forgive you and change you and make you a new person. Christ can change your life tonight. And I've seen it time after time all over the world, all races, all continents, and he can do it tonight for you. The first step in what Billy Graham is talking about is surrendering your life to Jesus. 
And again, we have a place where you can learn more about doing that. FindPeaceWithGod.net Our guest on this episode of GPS is Laurie Coombs. Laurie's dad was murdered before Laurie got married and had kids. But she's made sure her children know how much their grandfather loved adventures in nature. I still love being outside. We do snow ski with the girls, and we camp, and we hike, and we fish every now and again, you know, things like that. And they love it just as much as I do. And honestly, seeing the spark in my girls, it brings me back to when I was a child as well, and it definitely brings joy. Um, But also, it's just—I think it is also indicative of being in God's creation. I mean, God created— the outdoors. And He's created it for us so that we can go and enjoy and seek Him and feel His presence in nature. We appreciate Laurie Coombs sharing her story with us on this episode of GPS. And thanks to Laura's story for letting us use some of her music. I'm Josh Batson. And I'm Phil Fleischman. Thank you so much for listening. GPS, God, People, Stories. It's an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Always good news. When it feels like hope cannot be found